Pickaxe. Welcome to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> not mm. as often as I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. are less than 10 patrons away from our next big Patreon stretch goal. So, if you want to see our lovely Jet Chambers, aka Vince Perino, throw on some incredibly short shorts and film a D&D themed workout series called Sweat with Jet alongside IRL Sebastian and Xander, you need to head on over to patreon.com slash castparty. Sweat with Jet is the perfect way to stay in shape from the comfort of your own home. Not really, we're not licensed physical trainers, we're just here to have some fun and make some goofy videos, but like, they'll still be decent workouts if you want to do them. So be sure to join the cast and crew over at patreon.com slash castparty for ad-free episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes goodies, hilarious monthly one-shots, access to our community Discord, and so much more. And yes, be sure to join the Discord while you're there. It is home to the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. We host live listening parties with all of us for every single cast party episode, community-driven D&D games, live streams, hangouts, and game nights. Patreon.com slash castparty. We hope to see you there. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fables of Fendrea Arcanum. My name is Jose Polino, or at DM Jose P, and I will be your director for today's lovely adventure. I am joined by half of my lovely cast and crew, so we'll go ahead and introduce them right now with Ryan. Hi, Ryan McManus. I will be playing Rowan Fairisle, youngest member of the royal family of Faramore, seeking to bring a sense of purpose to himself after accepting he has no line to the throne. And finally, we have Annie. We're just supposed to move on from that? All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Annie. I'm playing Rid, Gaslight Gatekeep, Ghoul Boss, Increasingly Sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm Cantrip or whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, socials. <laughs> so last time we met, our adventuring party found themselves in the midst of this literal storm, as at the center of it, this individual known as Hades 
seemed to be controlling the storm and bargained for the most precious gift that we have in life, which is time. Upon making this bargain with no real knowledge of what goes into it, our party was split. One half sailing the rivers of fate, and two walking amongst the trees, slowly making their way towards Hades, cloaked individual, only extending but a hand out to Rid and Rowan. As they both got up, gathered themselves, Rowan, you noticed that you had your armor just completely torn asunder, like on the chest part of it, and revealing to Rid the underlying sort of portion of your chest, a, a set of scars in the shape of stars. With that, as you sort of journey through this forest, cold, dark, and quiet, it resembled very much the forest of Arborea. But where Hades stood upon this clearing in the distance, sunlight bathed him entirely. And sure enough, when you actually reached him, you came out to find yourself amongst home. More precisely, the fields outside of Faramore. You're now standing past the Agro Alley and Walton's Run in that deep pocket of forest where you know that if you just cross the one bridge, you get to Castle Fair Isle. And you can see it in the distance. And there, as Rid, you looking at Rowan bathed in sunlight, and Hades standing behind you, sheathing the rest of this almost memory, a lapse in time, whatever you can call it, he sort of acts as like a border to everything, as behind him it is just darkness. But there, sure enough, Rowan, you saw running towards the forest a 20-year-old you, just in simple common clothes, clothes common to Castle Fair Isle, but you, with nothing but a simple weapon in hand, your lantern. And you journeyed together with now you see from behind you as the sort of the natural rolling hills and, and small little natural formations of the land within Fairmore reveal a rest of a hunting party calling to you. Rowan, don't go too far, boy. And you feel from behind you, Hades creeping closer. And he says, I want to know why. And in that moment, you see it there, the sun shining bright on a new day, all those years ago. And you know that from this moment, your entire life changed. In that moment, Rowan, what do you want to do? As you see from the distance, yourself sort of waiting for the hunting party as they're about to journey into the woods for an entire day worth of hunting. First, I will turn to Rid. I don't know how, but welcome to my home. This is Faramore. This is Faramore. Is it a memory? From the dapper young lad about to go into the forest, I would say so. That is me. Does it look much different than current Rowan? Does he have a beard still? A lot less bushy hair, I would say probably shoulder length rather than, you know, all tied up in the in the top knot. Then Rid just goes, aw. 
I will turn to Hades. Why is it that you brought me back to this very day? I know what this is, do you? He watches this point, Hades actually takes the black hood and reveals it back to see that beautiful, immaculate, white sort of skin face, white long hair, elfish features that looks to you with a ferocity in his eyes, but a controlled anger. He gets real close and he says, Oh, I know what this day is. But I need to see why she chose you. You want to see it for yourself? There it is. Just wait for the sun to go down. Small little sort of grin come across his face. Then let's follow. You watch now Rid as Hades turns his body, almost like floating in the air the trident that he had, the sort of like two-headed, piercing, curved trident is gone from his hands. He just now stands there empty-handed. He looks back before heading into the forest as now you see a, the younger Rowan with a group of about six or seven other individuals that are journeying into the forest itself. They all start going in. And as they do, Hades kind of waits there and looks back at Faramore and he says... How beautiful things were then. You won't let me see it one more time, will you? Perhaps. You watch as Hades turn into the forest itself. Now for you, Rowan, as you're sort of staring down this pathway again, you remember what you were feeling that day. You were feeling anxious and excited, but you were still a little scared because you knew that the hunt in Faramore at this time was an, kind of like an all-day adventure. It was something where you would hunt what you could in the daytime for those animals that made themselves known, those creatures that you were able to hunt. But then at the nighttime, when more creatures would become a little bit more comfortable in the moonlight, they would expose themselves, become a little bit more vulnerable. So you and the hunting party know that this is a not necessarily a rite of passage, but it's just kind of like a thing where within Castle Fair Isle, this was a very common thing to journey towards with a notable status. Rowan has been preparing for this day for the past few weeks. It is his first time going out, and he remembers every single footstep, every branch, every turn, everything from this day. You see almost like the forest standing still, and where before you saw sort of physical Rowan and the hunting party you see them almost like memories physically manifesting themselves before you. But you see them play out over the course of hours. You see what looks like a strong, burly, shirtless man covered in runic tattoos and just a fresh set of red hair carrying an axe and every now and then chops a bit of, of wood, puts it on a pack for camping that night. You watch as Rowan spots a, a wild hog from the distance and they all begin to run after it. You see these images and these moments sort of all coincide at the same time. But when you look, you see Hades with his hand stretched out where his index finger is just slowly turning and then kind of stops. And it feels that he himself is controlling the visions that are played out before you. And Rowan, you know that these events happen. You're just 
playing them back like a dream until eventually the sun begins to slowly set. And at that point, you see congregated around a campfire, now in physical form, Rowan and the rest of the hunting party. And Hades peer around you, and he says, What are you, boy? What make are you from? I thought the same as you. I didn't think I was special. Nothing about me stood out. Nothing until this day. Do you know what's fascinating about this day? I know that she chose me. When if you wanted a champion, you could have done it yourself. Ah, now you see. <laughs> this is where you're wrong. I was there. And you now see from the campfire directly north what almost looks like a hooded figure behind a cluster of trees. Another Hades creepily clinging to the shadows, observing the campfire. And from there, Rowan, you now in this time see behind this past version of Hades sets of red eyes two sets two sets two sets and two sets from all over and you immediately recognize these eyes these are of the creatures that are to come Rowan has relived this memory in his head this day over and over again to almost the point where there's a bit of a cockiness to him but seeing the younger version across from the campfire, a bit of questionability comes over his face. And he just says, How long have you been watching me? Were you even there for me? Hades is actually looking through the canopy of trees as the sun is setting. And you watch as his eyes and his head slowly come down as golden hour begins to take effect over the skies. And you watch as he continues looking at the sun. And he says, I have no interest in you, boy. I've never had an interest in anybody. Except her gaze. You weren't here for me. You were here for Salune. I was here to see why. She chose you. So you didn't want a champion. You wanted a goddess. Hades turns to you, and everything sort of like continues progressing as it did that night. The campfire, the stories, the food, the cooking. But Hades turns to you, and now the visions become sort of blurred. You don't know what I wanted. You said it yourself. You don't even know why. Now why would divinity seek out the unknown? I have a feeling that she arrived this night because of something that you meddled in. Perhaps. Takes out his hand and runs it past your armor where it's torn. And you watch as your armor fizzle and sort of turn to ash before you and falls to the ground broken scattered pieces 
now rid what you see before you is essentially Rowan, but without all of the sort of extra baggage that comes with a full set of plate armor, just a man in common underclothes, ripped and torn. You see scratches where your battles have sort of taken some effect. You see some scars healing, but it's still holding in your hand, Rowan, you have your lantern, glowing blue flame. He sort of extends his hand to reach it, and he stops himself shy of the handle, where your hand is gripping it tight. You ever seen things through the eye of death, Rowan? I wouldn't say death, but she grants me sight that I never thought I would be able to witness. You know this night better than most. And you watch as this point from behind you, you hear growling as the piercing eyes now begin to sort of take shape into what look like wild and ferocious wolves. Even current Rowan, hearing the snarling behind him, just tenses up even harder on that lantern. Still stoic, still standing strong, but the memory hits him hard and... That grip is dead tight. Hades, he looks at you and he says, You know who doesn't remember this night, Rowan? And he looks to your rid. Bear witness, child, to his memory. And in that moment, you hear as younger Rowan gets up from the campfire and separates. And another individual, a smaller human female, with like a long braided brown hair that is carrying two short swords. Rowan heads south and she heads north. And remaining on the camp, there's a good other six individuals still enjoying a meal, discussing, pouring things over the details of the hunt. And he looks to your rid and in that moment you hear <laughs> as the wolves attack the campfire. They begin to rip at flesh all of the members in this camp begin to scream and shout as Hades sort of this past version emerges from the trees and commands the wolves in this ferocious movement of his hands to attack this one and to get that one and it's almost like he is conducting this horrible symphony and in that moment the sun sets entirely night is present and from just beyond the clouds, the moon, full and bright, presents herself. Hades turns to you, Rowan. It is time. Come. And you begin to now follow that same long, lonely pathway. You almost question at this point, your memory becomes a little hazy, almost foggy, because you remember where you were that night, but you don't remember this part, and why did you take this turn if you were just supposed to go back, but you came this way, but you see that on that night, in front of you, 20-year-old self, this past version of Hades, is trailing you along. To you that night, it seemed like a firefly that you were just sort of gazing at every now and then. But through this lens, looking at this memory from another perspective, 
you see that it was him. And he's sort of toying with you. And Rid, you see that as this young 20-year-old version of Rowan is walking, being sort of guided by Hades deeper and deeper into the forest, behind six large wolves slowly continue to make their way about a 20 or 30 feet behind Rowan. Rowan, fear hits you. As you remember very precisely that it got to a point in your walking that you got to a clearing where the moonlight shone perfectly bright and encompassed that entire space. And sure enough, this younger version of you is led to this clearing. And Hades stands there and looks to you. Now answer me this, boy. Noble titles. Glorious family line. But deep down, scared. The moon shows us what we are. She reveals to us what we choose to keep in the darkness. Have light, she called you. And who were you before this night? What did you hide in the darkness? If she's so pure, why would she choose someone like you? Who goes out of their way to slaughter my friends, my family, in a symphony of blood? I was just bait to you. To get to her? And you think with those intentions, she's going to choose you. Maybe it's because I have a heart. I have honor. I have dignity. I came out here on this hunt to help those people. To help my family, to help my friends, to help my citizens. Even if there was no title to begin with. I came out here to provide food for the citizens of Faramore. Knowing damn well I could have died and I almost fucking did because of you. But because of her. I'm still here. And you're still nothing. Rid, for you in the short time that you spent with Rowan, you see before you now a completely vulnerable individual. You see the shaking of his hands, the trembling of his legs, the wild and sort of bewildered look that he's doing all around, because those wolves seem to have gone away, or perhaps waiting their time. But in that moment, Rowan, you stand there, trying to figure out how to get back to camp. And your Hades looks to you. That is where you are wrong, boy. I was something to her. Once. He grabs your chest and he pulls you in close. Rid, you see now this towering figure holding Rowan as Rowan's back is sort of slightly arched and he brings him real close to his face. She was everything to me. But what good does the goddess of the moon have to do with utter darkness. What's in it for her? Where do the scales balance themselves? Where do we find hope if the world is meant to turn in a certain direction? You know nothing about me, Rowan Fair Isle. But I know that night you were meant to die. Anger consumed me. And you hear now the wolves. And you see your younger version now sort of see the wolves in the distance. Hatred fueled me 
The walls sort of begin to creep in closer as now you hold your lantern tighter and you look around. I couldn't part with her until you shine brightly. You now see as the wolves begin to creep in. <coughs> taunting you, running circles around you. Your younger self trembling. You see as Hades continues to hold the grip on your tunic and bring you closer. You are the reason for why there is balance. You are the reason I can only admire and respect from the distance. And for that, Rowan Fairhile, I wanted you to die. The wolves, they begin to lunge at young Rowan. You take your lantern, younger you, you swing. You catch one of the wolves on the head, but in that moment, another one rushes past you with claws scratches at your, at your arm. You begin to bleed, and you remember now all of this vividly happening as the wolves are slowly beginning to attack you. And just as you're about to lose hope, Hades lets go of you, and you fall to the floor. I am here, Rowan, to perhaps see her one more time. Rid, you now watch as Hades look up towards the sky as the three moons begin to align themselves in a perfect pattern. Rid moves to crouch defensively next to Rowan. Her hand is on her rapier, but not it's not drawn. And she's watching. Rowan stays on the ground and stares up at the moons along with him and says... You of all people should know about time. Sure, you can go back in the past, you can relive this moment time and time again, but the outcome will be the same. She's still going to choose me. You either need to let go, or stop reliving this moment. It's just torture for you at this point, and it'll only bring you pain. So let's see her. That's where you're wrong. This moment brings me peace. And in that moment, the three moons converge and you see a beacon of light hit on the clearing and it completely begins to be engulfed in a white light. As the wolves around sort of begin to coil back, you watch as their fur begins to burn. Black smoke begins to emit from them as the younger Hades watching from the distance is sort of like looking back and trying to understand what is happening. You see before you, the young Rowan that was holding the lantern, the glass around that lantern shattered, and the red flame fickle out into a bright blue flame. You remember this moment, Rowan, because you felt light as you begin to float in the space before you. And you hear almost booming across the entire forest. Rowan Fairisle! The light becomes brighter and brighter, begins to engulf everything as one by one the wolves, they begin to almost be like blown away by the sheer sort of amount of energy that is being bestowed upon this land. The grass itself burning, but it begins to burn in a white flame. And you hear, on this night, your heart shines pure. Too long has my gaze been fixed upon you, but on this night, you must choose you see as in the darkness, as you begin to sort of like rise up, you watch as an individual crash land that you don't remember seeing Rowan that night. You just remember sort of feeling like, like a feather, just light floating upwards. And you see an individual crash land. 
with a shield and sword in hand. No hair, but runic tattoos all over, what looks like a female face, and you see a sort of like more elaborate but more beautiful white silver armor as this individual begins to strike down the wolves and you begin to ascend, stabbing at the wolves. And you're seeing this for the first time. And you remember looking upwards and you watch as the moon sort of open themselves to you like an eye. And from there, Seline begins to come down, almost like reaching down to you head first with her hand stretched out, almost as she is on her way to carrying you. But the voice is not hers. The voice is of the individual that is taking down the wolves. Will you choose to protect and honor the goddess of the moon? Takes down another wolf and the head splits open, blood splatters everywhere and black smoke emit from all over. You remember younger you saying what words? Always. You sort of begin to levitate higher and almost faster as Selene is still coming down from way up above the skies. But you see her coming to you. You remember what she looked like on that night. Beautiful, shimmering dress. Stretched out hands, a warm smile. And she reached out to you with her hands that looked like lights were emitting pure joy out of. As the individual continues to strike down the wolves. On this night, like many others, will you swear to honor her and to sacrifice yourself for the light? that is blessed above all else. With every ounce of my being. You watch as the individual continues to strike down the wolves, and then when it gets to the last one, you watch as the individual hold the head of the wolf, but it's not looking at you. It's actually looking past the forest into the other version of Hades with a blade around its neck, and you watch as the wolf is coiling <laughs> wild and ferociously, and you watch as this individual says, then Rowan Fair Isle, on this night, you are chosen. And you watch as it cuts the throat of the wolf and the head split opens and a ploof of smoke emerge. As Selene reaches out her hand and holds yours. Well, hello there, Rowan. Younger you stretches out a hand. She holds it, takes the space and you both now sort of float above the trees in this white beaming light. Almost to the point where Rid and Rowan right now, when you're looking at it, you're like, I can't even look at it directly. It's so bright. But Hades is looking at it. And the more that he looks at it, you now see his face almost crack and smoke begin to sort of come out of it. And his eyes... They go from that silver to like a burning red, almost like flames. And Selene holds you, looks at your chin, places her finger under it, and are you ready for this task? I am. Grabs you by the shoulders and she goes, <laughs> Don't be afraid, child. I have been keeping my eye on you for some time. Your spirit shines bright Rowan Fair Isle I choose you to be my champion my half-light for this day and every day upon these lands let your hand rise and you watch as you're still holding the lantern and when you hold it 
the lantern itself begins to be encompassed in this like silverish and metallic design that you know of your current lantern. And the flame begins to burn brighter and around it, almost like crystallizing out of the space, glass around the lantern. May your chest be guarded. And you watch this when you stand there from the light itself, it sort of encompasses your chest and armor begins to form and reveal itself. And as it does, she looks at you and she says, and for this next part, believe me, it will only take a second. If that's all right with you. Of, of course. Anything for you saving me. You watch as Selene stretch out her hand towards the moons. And from the moons, you now see sets of stars that begin to rotate around the moons. And as they do, they sort of begin to come down. And you now see the stars itself almost like crashing onto the ground. Exploding and detonating upon hitting the ground. But you see as a cluster of them come down and they begin to spiral. Consuming all around Rowan. And you watch as even with this plated armor before you that is just plain Rowan. You see as the stars crash into the armor, embed themselves, and almost like a cast iron begin to burn as they pierce through the armor itself and stick into your chest. You remember this pain, and it burns as another star. And now you see before you rid what looks like Rowan shooting lights out of his chest out of his arm, out of his lanterns, as armor is beginning to coil around him and turn and twist. And this armor, these pieces, are coming from Selene's dress itself. That while she's holding Rowan's hand, you now see sort of like water begin to navigate towards him and immaculately form Rowan Fairisle. Seven stars burning through your chest. And then Selene... She takes her hand and places it at the center of your armor. Just remember this, Rowan. I will always be there for you, as you have been for your people, your mother, your father, and countless others. I will bathe you in what I can when I'm able to. But the rest is up to you. He watches her hand sort of like pass through your chest into your soul there holding it tightly I will always be here for you Rowan Vendrea needs you there are countless others that choose to hide from the night let them see the path be their eyes Rowan and you watch as when she coils her hand back two more beams of light sort of like explode out and you feel another burning sensation in your chest you feel like you're being branded and you sort of like look down before the plate itself the chest plate sort of like gets placed fully onto you the stars and the eyes and almost ceremoniously the entire armor begins to sort of connect together the chains the straps all of it click tighten fasten themselves to you as the armor is clinked in and strapped up, I look her in the eyes. I am forever in your debt, 
Anything I do from this day forward will be in your name. Until the day I die. Until the very last breath leaves my lungs. I live in the name of Salune. I am yours. You watch as Salune, she holds your hand and gives you a big hug. I know you will. And I'm thankful. She gives you a kiss on the forehead and you begin to descend. And she stays there. Now, Rowan, you remember during this time, it felt kind of like like a memory. Younger you was almost like overstimulated by everything, sensory overload. And you sort of remember falling, but then you remember your vision going black. Because then in that moment, underneath the light, hands outstretched, this warrior waiting for you. And you landed on her arms. And as you land, the warrior sort of look up. Take him home, Salune says. And the warrior bows their head and begins to run towards the forest. Hades looks to you and says, This night, Rowan, I made a mistake. You watch this younger Hades sort of emerge from the forest. Why choose him? A mere mortal! To encompass everything you are! When there are so many that would die for you! Selene continues to descend now. And the moons part ways and they don't converge any longer. As she sort of lands on the burned grass. That when she lands on them sort of rejuvenates itself and becomes lush and full again. You see these like blue flowers begin to emerge with every footstep that she gives. And she walks over to this past version of Hades. You will not talk to me! in this way any longer. Do you hear me? And Hades looks to her. But why? Such a selfish decision. I could have given you everything. You could have been my way out of the darkness. Do you know that? Hades, I don't recognize you anymore. I don't know who you are. What you've become. This young version of Hades coils their hood back and your Hades is shedding a tear. I don't recognize you either, Selune. Goddess of the moon, whatever it is you choose to call yourself. You broke me. You broke me. I did everything for you. Selune looks to him. We have our paths, Hades. You know as well as I. Interconnected, they may be, but individual at the end of the day. Hades drops to his knees. I love you. Selene runs her hand past his face. I'm sorry. He will be my eyes and ears in this world. He will guide mortals through this darkness, this darkness to come. You've seen it as well as I. I chose him. And for that, I'm not sorry. He watches Hades look up to her. And he sort of like abruptly gets up, turns away. And he says, go back to your moon prison. 
to whatever home you hide away in. Selene turns away and she says, Hades, goodbye. And in that moment, Hades himself sort of vanishes in the darkness all around him. And Selene stands there alone and she begins to cry. Go now, Rowan, and good luck. And like a beam of light shoots up towards the sky again. Your Hades looks to you now. I wanted to understand you, Rowan. And I may not be one for apologies. But time and death live as one. You don't need to understand me. There's not much to understand. I am a simple man on my coastal city. I just lived a life that I cared about. I cared for others, and I loved deeply. But I shared that love, and I didn't pinpoint it on one purpose, on one hope, on one dream. I wanted to change the world, because I couldn't change my city. That's my brother's job, when we get older. So what else am I to do? Help others. She saw the life that I had to live ahead of me. From land to land, from city to city, coast to coast. Doing good, and now I can do so in her name. Could you say you would have done the same if she had chose you? I would have burned them all. I need to know who I can bestow the gift of time, Rowan. And looks to you, Rin, and he says, You fascinate me. For many reasons. But this isn't the end. There's more now. Come. You watch as Hades turn. Who was the lady who went north? That is actually new to me. I don't recall anyone else there that day. Rid turns to Hades. You probably know. Saitia. Without even looking back. Disciple and noble follower of Selune. The bane of my existence. Was she the one ripping holes in your wolves? And what's ripping holes in your mind, Rid? I wonder. Rid's face goes from kind of this teasing grin to just shut down. It's not about me. You need to give Rowan his armor back. Yeah, that would be appreciated. It's a bit of a chilly night. You watch as Hades look to you both. It is quite a chilly night. Turns and keeps walking. Rid looks at Rowan's clothes. Is there still a big gap in the middle showing the stars? Yes. Rid looks at Rowan, looks down at the shirt and kind of mumbles to herself, don't be weird about this, your majesty. And then she places her hand on his chest and she's going to cast mending to try and fix the shirt. When Rid places her hand on you and begins to cast a spell and her hand comes back, 
the sort of tendrils of arcane energy that come out to sort of like begin to weave the fabric together again, her fingers become black, almost like from the knuckles down as your shirt begins to sort of begin to be stitched back together slowly, but sort of begins to form itself again. Oh, good. I That was kind of a long shot. I've only seen other people do that. I'm glad you brought that up because didn't know how to address that with you. Um, what? I was talking about the spell. What are you talking about? Your weird, smoky black fingers. Rid kind of turns her fingers over, examining them, and it's starting to fade as the magic's fading from her hand. That's new, too. Great. Let's walk back, I suppose. Is Hades still walking in front of us? He's walking ahead of you a good 15, 20 feet. Rid leans over to Rowan. So, are you and Salune like a mom thing or like a love thing? Rowan and Salune sitting in a tree. God damn it. I never know. She's always watched over me. Guided me. Made sure I don't fucking die. I don't know. When I see her, it's a sense of warmth and comfort, but I guess I never really addressed it. I don't know where our relationship lies, I just know that she saved me on this night, and I have to go forward in her name. I think just count yourself lucky you have something you love that much. Lucky? Hades says, as he turns and sort of stops. You have someone, Rowan. How lucky. Others don't get the privilege. You watch now as he says this, ethereally in this sort of like translucent form that you've seen before. You see what looks like a young tiefling? Vibrant red skin and two small horns. A child, no more than perhaps 12 years old with white piercing hair that is running through the forest. And Hades looks, he had no one, nobody there, no light, no moon, no love, alone. You can't really sort of make out a lot of the features, but very scared eyes, ripped and tattered clothes, running with what looks like a, a sharp stick and every now and then turning back and turning back again lost in the woods he was lost he was scared you see rowan time lets us see many things but also allows us to understand more in my domain i see it all i wait for it patiently for time to be up, cut the thread, and usher you into a new age. Everyone has regrets, thinking about what they could fix, thinking about how they could do things differently. Do you believe that everything is meant to happen? Is everything predetermined? Or do you believe we have free will? He looks to you sort of angrily choices precious 
choices. Where was this boy's choice? He watches what looks like a weird configured rock-like creature jump on top of this kid. And again, you're seeing it all sort of play out before you, in front of you, as Hades is speaking. And the kid is crying, but you can't hear a voice. You just hear, like, an audible scream for help. He had a choice. You watch as, in the vision, Hades sort of comes down, and the black robes, like feathers, project outward, and it's a full white robe, matching his hair and skin. The staff itself that this past version of Hades and this vision that you're looking at also turns white. The rock creature that's on top of this kid hitting it in the stomach shatter into a bunch of smaller stones. Hades takes the child and the child sort of like very scared looks and then your present day Hades. We all have choices, Rowan. Did I know what I was doing this day? Or was I just helping a child in need? You watch as the little boy, red skin, close his eyes as Hades touches the top of his head. And all of the wounds and everything begin to heal and close. The bleeding stop. And then Hades looks at this kid, messes with the top of his head, his hair. He gets up and begins to walk. As the little boy looks at Hades. Slowly you see the skin turn pale white and the eyes lighten and the ears point up. The horns go away and the hair becomes long and this boy now seems to have changed into Hades. And the little boy sort of like excitedly looks at his hands and looks at himself and then looks up at Hades and then turn back into that red tiefling. And the little boy sort of like excitedly looks around and then runs in the opposite direction. Your present day Hades looks to you. We're here. The forest sort of stops abruptly and you now see before you Faramore once again. Now you know, Rowan, there is a tale that is spoken of within the pharaoh grounds of the evergreen courtyard. These four sets of trees that many people sort of have their own interpretation as to how they came to be. They just sort of like appeared one day and everybody has their own beliefs as to what it was, right? Now, you know, at home, belief in the divine is not the most sort of like practiced thing, but there is a, a standard belief in Salune and the power of the gods. As you're sort of staring at the distance of Castle Fair Isle, you see your Hades turn to you. Do you know what you've set in motion, Rowan? I can't say I do. Let me show you. And he begins to walk. And as he does, with one step, almost like pushed forward, everything rushing past you, you find yourself in the plain courtyard before Castle Fair Isle with no trees and you will see the warrior carrying you younger you up the steps of the castle and just before this warrior can get up to the massive doors the younger Hades 
appears again out of the darkness in the center of the courtyard. Wait! The warrior stops and turns around. Hades looks to her. May you bestow a gift. A party gift. To Salune. The warrior still holding you turns and sets you down on the steps in front of the doors. And she shing, unsheathes her sword, holds her shield, and she begins to walk down the stairs. As this younger Hades sort of like holds his hands and looks to the warrior who makes their way closer and closer, and then takes their sword shing, and places it in almost an attack position to this Hades. You're all watching this as Hades looks to the warrior and says, for the goddess of the moon. His hands outstretch up and you see the ground crack. As from it, a small tree trunk emerge, white bark. And Hades says, for the boy. The warrior looks and says, you can't fool me. And then the young Hades places their hand out in a humble bowing of the head. Believe what you will. And you watch as the trees slowly begin to turn from white into the origins of what looks like a small tree branch that is just completely emerging from the ground in a very unnatural like pattern. As you know that this is all uninhabited by trees and this kind of plant life. The warrior stops as this younger version of Hades leaves. The warrior looks back to you. And then in that moment, looks to you, Rowan. You, in this time. Almost like breaking the fourth wall and begins to walk in your direction. Your Hades looks to you and says, this is not of my making. And the warrior gets closer and closer and just stands there with what essentially looks like your armor, but sheathed in energy of the moon. The entire face of it seems to shine and mix with color, and it goes from a rich black to a rich white, depending on from what angle you're looking at it. The warrior stands, bows their head to you, places their sword to their chest. Champion. Rowan will just give a nod. Rid, you see Hades just kind of like bewildered, trying to connect the dots in this moment. You see as this female warrior looks to you, Rowan, and she extends out a hand. And even Hades says, don't touch her. You're not one to be trusted. And I reach out the hand. You watch as your hand and hers interlock. And in that moment, the moon appears in the sky, almost parting all of the clouds for miles around where the only light source in this moment is this light. You watch as this warrior looks to your Rowan and she says, it is a pleasure. And she begins to, like fireflies, disappear and begin to encompass all of you. Her light begins to move around your legs, your arms, 
everywhere. And you see, Rid, before you, Rowan shining in that same bright light. So much so that when the fireflies sort of rest on you, Rowan, like breaking of glass, they all form together. You now have a new armor. Ooh. Rowan, you now have the eclipsed armor of the Half-Light. It gives you the ability to use the darkness to your favor, so you get a bonus on stealth, but it also lets you shine a bright light when all the darkness is around you. Glancing over, kind of raising my arm, going over my chest and looking down at my legs. As my vision comes back up, I look at the moon to Rid, while still looking up at the sky. Rid, that was Scythia. In this courtyard, in our present time, we worship the moon goddess, Salune. Always have, always will. But there are more moons of Fendrea. Three to be precise. One of which being of Scythia. Haven't quite met the other one yet, but there we are. Are they, like, siblings? I believe so. I know Salune is the main goddess. She has the most influence over this world, so... If they're looking to pray to a moon god of any, nine times out of ten they're going to Salune, given that she encompasses the largest moon of Fendrea. But some forget that the others exist. And that they also do good. Yeah, because Saitia and Rid makes eye contact with Hades, is the one who's a bane in his side. In that moment, you now sort of remember, Rowan, the doors opening before you. The prince is here! You remember that night. You've woken up. You were taken to your room. But Hades and you all still stand in the courtyard. As the moon rapidly begins to set, and the sun appear again, you watch as it gets to a point where they begin to spin so rapidly that both the sun and the moon appear on the sky at the same time. As Hades just stands there looking and you watch as the trees begin to grow. Life plays out before you. Years. To the point where you see yourself, Rowan, as you are. Leaving Faramore for the promise of understanding more of the Arcanum. Seeing if what they propose, a partnership between Faramore and the Arcanum, you remember your parents, your father, Cardin, and your mother, Zerelda, waving you off. You remember before your father, Rowan, look at me. Don't take no shit. From anyone, boy. Do I make myself clear? As ever. Your mother looks at you and she goes, You must be so hard with this boy. Oh, mother. Always with the attitude. You know what you're doing. And we trust you. But bees, be careful. You know I'm used to it. You know I can handle it. I got this. I promise I'll bring back... Something. Oh, you are something, Rowan Fair Isle. I'm going to miss you all. I'll be back soon. And with that, Rowan, you left. Hades looks to you, 
and he says, You left, Rowan. For how long, it seems? Do your parents know you may not return? Do your parents know your life hangs by a thread? That won't be the last time I see them. Even if this is a memory. I hope so. Because many came. You watch at this point, the days continue. And you see as a carriage arrives upon your home. A big grand welcoming. Your parents standing out, fully dressed. How they would normally dress ceremoniously when visitors of high regard would come to Fairmore. Your father, for the sake of description, scraggly, bushy, dark, but graying beard, a very stoic and sort of muscular composure, very direct eyes that always seemed like they were narrow, like he was always angry about something. But he was just a stern man, full of love. You remember your mother as well, of course, dark-haired woman, radiating beauty, someone who was very meticulous, very careful. You see a carriage that arrives upon your home, knights adorning the entranceway of the castle as a member of the Arcanum emerges from within. You watch as your father runs down the stairs and begins to hurriedly walk towards this individual. What do you know? This individual looks back and goes, I, I do not know what you speak of, uh, sir. I, I, I do apologize. And you see this individual now who seems like a younger male with short brown hair, half elf in features, stand there bearing the crest of the Arcanum. I do not know what you speak of, uh, sire. I, I, I apologize. Your mother from the distance. Where is our son? You watch as your father clutch the attire of this individual. She's very scared. And this member looks back and says, I, I apologize. I have not heard of Rowan Fair Isle for some time. And your father holds close and he says you speak of protection you speak of forming an alliance and when my son leaves how opportunistic of times for him to just vanish off of the face of the earth it was not of our doing I can promise you that your father lets go get back in your carriage go back to wherever the fuck you're from and your mother says do not return our alliance with the Arcanum Will never be. But if I may, a moment of your time. And she raises her hand. And all of the knights, they draw their swords and put up their shields. Hades says to you, This was brave, Rowan. Very brave. I know I wouldn't want to be the one delivering bad news to my parents. But this is now, Rowan. Now. I figured as much. Shall we? Shall we what? You watch as before you, playing in rapid motion, your father and mother escort the individual out to head back into the castle. Day turns into night, and night turns into day, over and over and over and over and over again. And there, now emerging from the doors, a younger individual. A scruff of beard, lighter skin, curly black hair, regal robes of that of Fair Isle. You can see it in his eyes. This is... This is your nephew, Tarquin. Lord Tarquin! 
You watch as all of the knights present themselves as years have now passed. You see before you your nephew in a carriage that pulls up, much like before. But you now see as the individual that steps out of this carriage with a symbol of an eye with a flame atop its lid. And you watch as this individual who steps out of the carriage that you can't make out a lot of the details from as it is this kind of now blurryish image. You see your nephew Tarquin extend out their hand with a massive grin. Welcome! And darkness. You see Hades now as light begins to emerge itself again in the forest. Things are in constant motion, Rowan Fair Isle. What will you do with the time that you are given? Who's to say? You now see before you the same tower in the city on Arborea. You see Kaimasora, the emerald green and brown robes, the barefoot arcane cover sigils coming down from what looks like a very beautiful sort of, not a full castle, but a set of barracks and towers coming down from the staircase, Kaimasora. And there you see Commander Adrian and Kaimasora. Welcome. It is so good to see you. And Commander Adrian, it really is truly a pleasure. And next to him, Seven. Kaimasora looks. Let me show you something. Come. And as they both sort of step, you see from the door the bark of the white tree. And Hades looks to you and he says, Choices, Rowan. We all make choices. But the darkness that it can lead down into is enough to tear everything apart. You watch as, again, like a vision, over time, Kaimasora and younger, his younger kids, begin to greet members of the Arcanum as they arrive. They show them the tower, the tree, the tower begins to be constructed. This sort of like celebratory moment, everyone is happy. And you watch as Hades looks to you and he says, they resemble power. I gaze at them with interest. I look to them as many wash up on my shores by their hand. Quite interesting they all are, this group. They resemble nothing but temptation and false hope. And power, Rowan. Power. You watch us in that moment in the memory, you see the Arcanum giving baskets of gold, fruits, and foods, and goods to Kaimasora, who gladly takes it, looks to Commander Adrian, smiles, passes it over to another individual, as now the entire city is full, beautiful buildings that stretch out for miles, stone buildings that rise from the ground, beautiful waterfall in the center of the courtyard. You've been in this place, but at a different time. And Hades looks to you and he says, did he know, Rowan? You speak of free will. You speak of our actions and our consequences. Do you think he knew? As in that moment, you watch as the sky begins to slowly turn gray. The tower blows from one side, stone everywhere. 
as a beaming light shoot out from the tower. And Hades looks at you and he says, These people hold so much power. And here they are, condemning this world. He watches the light hit and sort of like a rip in almost what looks like the very fabric of reality, something that you can't even fathom as to what you're looking at, begins to tear throughout the entire sky. And as it does, you watch this gray smoke begin to seep in. Kaimasora runs out. Everyone get to safety! Shouting, people running everywhere. You now see from the crack as it begins to get wider and stretch out almost from one horizon to the next. Black smoke flies in. The hags. One, two, ten, twenty, thirty. Darkness comes over all of Arborea. Kaimasora just stares up. What have I done? And Hades says, Left unchecked. These powers were and became too comfortable with stability. He was condemned his family to failure. There is no free will because no one in their right mind would choose to live like this, would choose to damn their own people. Kaimasora looks over. He watches his kids now older run over. Father, come with us. Kaimasora stands there sort of looking at the entire gray waste now seeping into the very foundation and fabric of Arborea. Where is your mother? He watches the kids look back. From the distance you hear a scream. Father! They rush into the tower. And there you see when the door slams open from the distance of where you are in the courtyard, the tree beaming bright, almost like the light of your moon. And at the very center of it, just before the door closes, what looks like a gem. Kaimasora touches the tree and begins to usher people in. You watch as one by one, when they touch this gem, they disappear. And the energy grows bigger and wider as the sky itself now. From it, you see those same winged creatures emerge. Plume of smoke behind them. And Hades looks up and he says, It is beautiful from a certain point of view and he looks back and you see now scared children scared families from all over Irmsal is falling and crumbling and Hades just stares how can you revel in this you're an entire being of time you can take me back you can take me forward but you can't fix this you're going to let those people suffer to die, children among everyone. All because of some group who promised all these temptations and hope and security. This is the security that they got. This is the protection. They're falling left and right because they took it too far. So we're just what, going to sit here and watch all of these people die? Hades turns to you. They already died, Rowan. Time, like death, when truly left to blossom as it will, cannot be controlled. So then where do I end up in all of this? Where do you indeed, champion 
of the goddess of the moon. This has already come to pass. And he looks to you, Rowan, almost with like a frustration in his eyes. I am showing you what you need to stop this. I am in no control of any of this. I am to usher them to their new dawn. Not be their savior. You're taking me back to show me one single gem. We already knew we needed the Thornbesite. So where the fuck did it go? How do we get back? How do we take that and use it to save these people who are left on this godforsaken plane? You watch at that point, when you're saying this, Seven rushes out and there are hags that land and they begin to scare and frighten and attack the people of the city as they begin to, with their hands, blow up the building. Stone is sent everywhere. Seven takes out two blades and begins to try to hack at them. And he directs people towards the tree. And then from the distance, you hear Commander Adrian, Seven! Enough of this! And then you see a Seven, without even paying attention, is still trying to take down as many hags as he can, but just one by one, they continue to overtake the space. It gets to a point where there are too many people trying to rush Yggdrasil, the tree. To the point where that beaming light that you saw coming out of the tower into the skies begins to flicker before eventually it stops and from the inside of the tower you hear as from the top of the tower like a diamond rising high above the thorn beside you watch a seven look up to it and Adrian seven don't and the thorn beside shoot out at a distance seven clutches his blades and begins running and Hades looks to you it's a tragedy all of it it really is but I was merely brought here it's not of my choosing and well, what now, your playthings? We were in the right direction. Seven saw where the Thornbeside went. He chased after it. We followed him to that field. And who stopped us at that field? None other than you. Who granted you time? I wouldn't need time if you didn't come along. Hmm. Hades stops, and he says, Perhaps. Or perhaps he was doomed the minute he chased it. You watch as when he runs, three ploofs of smoke flying in his direction, the hags chasing after him. What a tragedy indeed. Now, Rid, this is all quite overwhelming, wouldn't you think? Rid doesn't dignify that with a response. There is one, two, three, so many just flying out and about. Can you do that? No, but I also don't bite into my own fingers when I get upset, so that's a blessing. You know, the most overwhelming thing for me is not knowing where Five and Zue are. Where are they? Sailing down calm waters. But alive. For now. 
Sounds like they have it better than us. What's your point about the hags? These creatures... They're not of my making. They're not of my design. I thought they follow you. Fascinated with the very aspect of a presence with death itself. You recall at this moment, in your final battle, when the one hag was calling to Hades, Please, master, look at us! There was a look to Hades that was of disdain. And when he reached down before five cast that call lightning to strike down that final hag, there was a bit of energy that was beginning to coil around Hades at that time, almost about to cast something in the direction of the hag. And Hades looks and he says, I have been admired, loathed, cared for, revered, banished by many. They thought they had an audience this time. Their decisions are their own. They don't speak for me. But that hag in the clearing, it said they did what you wanted, what you asked them to do. I wanted them to bring you to me. And what will a good soldier do? And looks to your Rowan, follow orders. How they went about it is none of my choice. But I grew tired of their decisions. I grew tired of the way they made the rules. But you see, Red, your mind doesn't follow those rules, and that is why you fascinate me. Where is Olga, Red? I don't know anymore. You keep throwing illusions at us. She's been far and near and inside. You tell me. When you say this, Hades stops, and around you, this sort of grand illusion fades into the forest once again. Do you wish to see her? She was screaming in my mind when I was drowning. She was there. Why do I need you at this point? You don't need me. I do not know of what makes you and her so unique. Looks to you, Rowan. Any insight, champion? You seem to not know a lot of things for being in control of time. You didn't know why Salune picked me, and you don't know why Rid is unique. Even I can see that, and I've only known her for a week. What would you do, Rowan, if I told you that Rid was now your enemy? And without a shadow of a doubt, you saw her bathed in darkness, striking down everything you stand for. Would you strike her down? You don't know how many times I've thought about that. You know, I just Hades looks to you with enthusiasm, Red. Did you hear that? I did. But you know it takes time to learn of someone's motives. And the past is in the past. And it stays there where it belongs. I know who Rid is now. Doesn't matter what she was. Hades looks to you, Rid, and he goes, 
But does Rowan know who you were then? It doesn't matter. You heard the man. Of course. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It shouldn't. You are you. Rid, proud, and strong. Following the trails of a so-called champion of the moon. With a creature at your side you barely understand. And another individual that chooses to hide behind different masks. You're all primed for the greatest tale anyone has ever told. You sound like Zue. I've met Zue. She fascinates me too. Cause she like that boy all those years ago needed somebody. You watch as this point darkness takes you. You hear the sound of running water. As you look down the entire ground is just water but it's sort of rushing beginning to pick up in all of this darkness rid just see one person in the distance and hades appears behind you there she is go get her you want me to talk to a fake a fake what a fake memory of my sister. Oh, I wouldn't call it that. Your sister turns and makes eye contact with you. But the voice of Olga comes out of her mouth. Rid. Rid reaches out along the connection in her mind. Olga? All around you, the ground begins to become real. The dirt roads, natural form trees and bushes begin to emerge out of the darkness. Olga, your sister, whoever this individual is, keeps getting further and further away. But the further they keep going, the more that is revealed around you. Rid, can you describe home to me? It's not dissimilar to Faramore. It's... Mountains and forests, icy rivers, and a castle, all of it covered in snow, as we look upon the city of Elvarath. And Rid, something inside you pushes your heart to beat faster, as you feel an urge to run straight for those castle doors. The thought of the illusions is out of Rid's mind as she runs. It's more her gut that she's listening to this urge rather than her brain. Rid takes off. Rowan, you watch as Rid runs. Haiti says to you, Choices, huh, Rowan? How careful and delicate those are. Don't judge her. And for today, that's a wrap. Thank you all so much for listening. Catch us in two weeks, where the Arcanum is always watching. And Rid is going home. <laughs>